0: Welcome everybody to another Wealthy Podcast. On this episode, we dive into one of my TikTok live events. I do these every Friday at 12 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. If you have the time and you're available, we'd love to see you at one of those live events where I can answer some of your questions too. Enjoy the episode. Hello, everybody. So um, if this is your first time logging into this live, this is Peter Esho, The Wealthy Economist, my business partner, um, he is uh, an excellent person to be talking to when it comes to the economy, interest rates, government policy, regularly um, seen on BBC, ABC, Sky News, um, and now on TikTok Live. Uh, Pete, thanks for joining and and catching up. um, There was a little bit of a you know, uh, uh, lax, would you say, by the RBA? They just really underestimated the, the impact that all this money would have on the economy?
1: Yeah, kinda. So what happens is when there's inflation, everyone tries to look and say, okay, there's inflation, what are the reasons? And I actually think central bank did the right thing during 2020, 2021, because, you know, if you walk through any economy, you walk through the shops, you walk through the streets, everything was closed, right? And so if they didn't act, you would have had deflation. You would have had the price of everything going backwards. And that's actually worse than inflation. It means that the government can't pay its bills. It means that debt's too high, economies fall apart. And you have what happens in Japan, where Japan hasn't moved for like 40, 50 years, right? Because they, they they didn't address that and they came too late. So I think they did the right thing in 2021. Uh, 2020 and 2021. Uh, where I think they screwed up is in forecasting the shock to the financial system from oil going from 30, 40, 50 bucks a barrel to 120, 130 at this point in time. We've had oil go up previously. You know, a lot of people that are filling up their their um, their cars are like, well, I remember oil was at like 120, 130, but I didn't pay this price. So oil prices exploding have come at the worst possible time because as you said, a lot of the supply chains, a lot of the economy is going back. China's been locked down, major cities in China have been locked down still for the past few months. So to me, if you have a look at where the game changed, it changed in February. You can call me conspiratorial, but I think it's no coincidence that that was around the same time that the war in Europe started. And I think that's what's really put a spanner in the works this time. It, it's not all You know russia and oil but a large part of it i think is
0: yeah okay and do you would you also say that you know they keep they're going to keep on rising interest rates just because they're not seeing spending come back that there's too much spending in the economy there's too much confidence and it's like the the impact of inflation hasn't hurt people's pockets enough to slow things down or What were some of the notes that stood out to you as to why it's going to keep on or why interest rates are going to keep on um, pumping?
1: So one of the things that I think viewers and listeners should be mindful of is that in in the developed economies, Australia, UK, US, Canada, you know, G7, G20 economies, monetary policy, increasing rates and reducing rates is very important. They do it regardless of politics so if you have a look at countries like argentina lebanon a lot of countries that have been recently through inflation a lot of people think that's what might happen that's not going to happen because in those countries turkey they didn't have monetary policy tools to stop inflation from rising yeah so if you have a look at the problem in these economies they've had structural problems for decades we're not at that point so it's very important for the central banks in the Western economy and in the G7 economy to, to proactively increase rates. And that's what they're doing. They're saying, hey, we stuffed up, but we're going to fix it. And because they're on this course to fix it, they, they're okay with us going through a recession. As long as the recession is short and sharp and it's not long and devastating, they're okay with it. Because a, a recession in the list of, of worst case scenarios isn't that high. The word sounds scary to us, but sometimes it's needed. So because of that, the Reserve Bank and the Federal Reserve in the US and the Bank of Canada and the Bank of England are on a course now. And they have to show the market that they're serious about stopping inflation. And that means they can't waffle and they can't increase rates, stop, increase by a little bit, stop. They basically have to increase rates until inflation no longer becomes a problem. At that point, they'll sit back on their hands and they'll wait and see, but we're now in the part where they're just increasing and they're not going to stop until they get to that point. The good news is this, we're probably getting close to the point where, where we're going into recession, right? We're getting close to the point where they're breaking the economy. That might come towards the end of the year. Already in the US, there are expectations that it might come in the third or the fourth quarter. So. This pain that we have to go through in order to make sure our economy is our monetary system. Don't go down the road of the names that I mentioned that pain and that process, we're going through it now. And I think next year rates will stop rising and there'll be a bit more of a balance.
0: Right. So you said a lot of really important things there. One that you don't think that the Australian economy and, and the G7 are going to go and have the same issues. That some of the other nations have with hyperinflation you know 50, 60, 100 percent inflation numbers that we don't we won't land in that category and um, the, that you do believe that the the economy or the the governments are pushing to slow down the economy deliberately, they're going to keep on rising rates to deliberately put the economy into a short sharp recession now that short sharp recession what does that mean in your mind how does that what does that look like is that a year 24 months um, or shorter
1: um i think what what will happen is that um, a lot of the growth we've had that's been fueled by stimulus fiscal stimulus checks um, handouts cheap rates is going to come down and Generally, economies grow um, over the medium term in line with population growth and with demographics. Um, so your economy only grows, you know, by a couple of percent each year. Two, three percent is a really good year. So I think what will happen is we hit the skids, um, we, we hit the brakes. Um, and then next year, I think what you'll see, Dom, is a cash rate of between two to three percent, maybe it'll just sit there for a long time we'll have a small recession we'll have a couple of quarters of negative growth but it won't be giant gigantic it won't be like you know negative one two three percent it might be like negative point three -0. 0.5, technical recession and then things will, will self-adjust you know so things will self-correct on property as an investment instead of tolerating a three percent return you've got to start tolerating a five or a six percent return um, there'll be balancing acts by governments. We're already seeing it. If you have a look at New South Wales State budget, they put out a shared equity scheme, they're abolishing stamp duty for 1st home buyers. So you're going to get governments putting in all these offsetting factors to protect the property market, um, and you're going to actually see um, re- rates of return on assets going up. That's that's to me what
0: right. it means. Yeah, okay. And it's it's interesting because rising interest rates, it's, it's going to have a big impact to the whole economy, it's going to have an impact of people's consumer confidence. It means that people seeking a return, that, that um, risk-free rate of return is going to be a lot higher. So that means in order to get a significant return, you need to go and get six or 7% because the bank is going to be charging you that amount. Now, talking specifically about real estate, you said earlier that you believe that interest rates are going to continue going up until sort of the, the, what the middle of next year. And that's when we'd see, um, you know, bank rates being about five, five and a half, six 6%. Is that right? Yeah, look, I
1: don't know. But um, I think based on what I'm reading and, and based on what I'm seeing in the markets is rates are probably going to keep rising through to the end of this year. And then what will happen towards the end of this year, we're going to start hearing recession in the US recession in the UK, because they're probably three or four months ahead of us in terms of increasing mm. rates. And then the RBA is going to say, well, okay, we're going to sit and wait. They don't have a meeting in January. They're going to buy time. And then when I think, I think when they come back in February next year, they're going to say, we're going to hold. And it's not unusual for the RBA to hold for a long period. They do it a lot. They'll sit on their hands and they might hold for like six to 12 months next year. That's, that's a Just rough. Just wait. Rough, yeah, rough ball Dom, also for those that are investing in property in Australia, very different game to investing in property overseas. We have a very, very generous tax system in Australia. And what that tax system says is that any any expenses you incur on your investments are tax deductible. So this whole concept of negative gearing, we haven't really had it over the past few years because most real estate assets have been positively geared, right? But when interest rates go up, And you start paying out of your pocket more than what's coming in for an investor ta- that's tax deductible in Australia. And so investors oh, are going to behave oh. very differently to owner occupiers. Investors are probably going to come into the market and say, I need to, you know, continue to put a return on my money and, I, and the tax man's funding me to do that owner occupiers who have borrowed too much money are going to say, maybe time to get rid of this, you know, home. We, we overextended on because it's costing us double or a third of the interest repayments that we expected and you'll see that rotation
0: yeah i think that that's the interesting thing for me particularly i mean interest rates really for me it all comes back to real estate um and the people that are going to be most impacted as impacted are homeowners, because at the end of the day interest rates are moving a lot faster than wage growth and, you know, um, the real returns coming from, you know, being able to rent that asset out, get your tax return in and get some cash back from, from the government. Um, and I think that from the property market side of things, it is already showing signs of stalling. It is coming back down, but not everywhere. Some parts mm. of the market are falling a lot harder than other parts are. We're seeing a change or a flight towards affordability. Um, apartments have been very resilient, more affordable properties on the fringes of CBDs are still growing, albeit a, a lot slower than they did last year. Um, but the interesting in all of this is with a reduction in the amount of demand people buy property, we're seeing a huge amount of people going into the rental market and putting a lot of pressure on the rental system. So uh, rents are jumping up incredibly. I think rents grew by about 10% in the past 12 months, which is huge, but they're not gonna slow down. And this is all with very modest migration. So I think that we've got a very interesting time in the property market. I think now, for all of you listening and are paying attention to what's happening with interest rates, now is a really good time to use, you know, the all-time high sales figures to pull equity out of your property. Use the valuations that we've had over the past 6 to 12 months to get really good um, chunks of money out of your uh, properties, whether it's your own home or an investment, and seek to diversify your investments in good income-producing assets. Um, how are you seeing the property market, Pete, and what do you think about some of that?
1: Yeah, that's a perfectly summarized strategy, Dom. I really like that because it's all about what you do. You know, um, We don't have the ability to set rates. We don't have the ability to dictate where these things go. We, we basically have the ability to play the hand that served to us. And what I like about your strategy is it's very practical uh, for someone that is in the market and has been in the market and has built up equity. Great. That's something that you can use to grow your portfolio in, in areas of value, which are still going to perform well, as you said, because of the investors that are coming in. And those that haven't, this is an opportunity you want to buy when there's value right you want to buy uh, when when you make money in real estate when you buy not when you sell so you want to be buying in a market where you can get deals and a deal might not necessarily be a bargain but if it means access to a pocket that you couldn't get
0: access to a year ago then that's a great deal yeah agreed Pete, thank you very much for jumping on today. Um, It was good to jump on, talk about interest rates. We've got some very interesting times ahead of us. Um, Thank you to all of you that have been commenting. Um, Very interesting chat. I mean, Mike, you've gone on a crazy rant about a whole bunch of really interesting things. Um, Mate, I'm probably not going to be having a beer anytime soon. Um, but thanks for the invites, um, who else has written some things in here? We've had some comments about what does it mean for, um, uh, what does it mean for their particular home loan? But I can see that Carla has responded there for a 650K mortgage. What does it mean as an extra payment and truth reveals or truth prevails has been chatting about some interesting things about the economy at large and different things that are happening in, in, in countries around the world. But anyways, um, if there's no more comments about interest rates, real estate, property prices, um, we will wrap this up. Um, Have an awesome day.